I think it's worth noting that we tried to talk about this one time and the technology failed us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's maybe just a way of saying this is a big topic. And um, um, I think you said at that time it had like three columns in the dictionary. Well, it had a lot. It has a lot of meaning. It's got, I've got uh, just in this Webster's Dictionary, you know, it numbers the meaning. It's got 16 different groups of meanings. Whoa. And then, then, then there's spiritual, <laughs> which has another six, that sort of thing. So it's a, right. there's a lot to be said about it because it, it represents so many different things. I mean, whether it's a spirit of alcohol or, <laughs> or the spirit, <laughs> as they talk, they talk here about spirit as being that thinking, motivating, feeling part of a person as distinguished from the body, mind, or intellect. Oh, dear. That kind of stuff. So there's that sense of spirit. And of course, yeah. the sense of the spirit of ghost, or the Holy Spirit. Can right. hard to use the word without people's religious constructs lighting up a little bit. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, well, I'll just share my own story. Is I was raised in the Catholic Church, and so we, we've got a whole. I mean, I was just totally programmed that spirit was something that was uh, one part of me, and then the body was another part of me, and so I was like divided, and the spirit was good, and the body was bad, and I mean, it was... Right. Yeah. And they were always separate, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't, nobody talked about the spirit of the body. Was, yeah. You know, sort of assumed it was a separate kind of deal altogether, even as a number, almost the number, what, one or two definition here in the dictionary suggests that very thing. Hmm. And in fact, the first dictionary definition, however, in this Webster's New World College Dictionary, the number one meaning uh, they talk about in this dictionary is the life principle, ah. especially in human beings. Now that's that's sanity right there. Yeah, originally regarded as inherent in the breath, or right. as or as infused by a deity. It's a spirit in the sense of soul, perhaps, or soul sense. Right. Yeah, it's the life principle. So. Yeah, there is in the in the sacred text, I guess in the West anyway, there is this idea that. Um, the creator breathed a spirit of life into this like lump of clay and created a living right. human being. And that was and the, I, the principle that gave it life was based on that idea. Yeah. And so, I mean, <laughs> Thane has to comment in some of the classes, I think, where he says, well, that just turns humans into an animated clod. <laughs> <laughs> and some days they <laughs> act like it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so this, but I think that the, the idea of the separation of spirit and body is something that is ingrained really deep and um, may take a little bit of talking for us to try and get to something more holistic. Yeah, not only your experience of it in the Catholic religion, of course, uh, my experience with it and you know, growing up in South Texas and the uh, Protestant, which is one of the many, many strange children of the, the, the Puritans who moved to this country, sort of founded what we call America which is certainly spirit and body were definitely apart. And woe be to those who cross that line without a priest saying that it was okay to do so by, by saying, now you're now husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And even then it was a pretty restricted kind of situation at best. That is, the, allowing the people to ha have a bodily experience of something that would result in procreation. That was the only allowed part. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. This, uh, that does take a bit of uh, talking into to make sure... I mean, it, with even looking at the COVID situation, 
as I was mentioning to you in an earlier conversation we had this morning, when people get to a point where they are completely in, involved in fear and uncertainty about what's going to happen, and they're in a situation where they really have no control over outcomes, and it's un, completely unpredictable, and they're sort of at the end of their normal human abilities to deal and cope with it, and they just instinctually look up, you know, just uh, as though there's an answer from on high somehow, or some version of that, no matter no matter what religion. It's like this, like the neck that the chin raises, and the tendency is to look up. Look to as something spiritual to resolve this situation. Yeah, and of course, what comes back is whatever's loaded in your own set of biases about the spirit in the first place. And if it's mm -hmm. not to be connected with body, then spirit, in that sense, in the COVID crisis, can't help you very much because you know everybody's afraid for their bodies. Yeah. So, and the word itself, I think you link to breath. Yes, uh, some of the words have to do with the well. Spirit comes from the Latin spirari, which is to blow or breathe, and there's a Nor Norwegian originally used fisha, which is to puff or blow, huh. Slavic to pipe or whistle, <laughs> huh. you know, just a little musical element in there. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, even in Latin itself, the, one of the earliest forms of the, of the word and, and the consciousness surrounding it that we have to work from, spiritus means breath, but also courage, vigor, the soul, and life. Yeah. So profound. But yeah, it's the breath of life is the spirit. And that goes more to our own idea of spirit or spiritual being spirited. Yes, which involves courage and soul and vigor and expression with the spirited horse running across the landscape. Yeah. So since the religious bias, and we all have to just recognize that we've got one, whether we had a formal raising in a, in a religion through school and such as you did, or whether it was just growing up in that kind of culture like I did in South Texas, where the sort of Baptist, I'm a sinner one way or another, and that's just the way it is, kind of just is imbued in daily conversations and interactions and choices and value judgments, uh, that kind of background at least. Younger generations perhaps, uh, and generations raised in other areas of the country, perhaps especially the West Coast, because we have a kind of a different breed of person who landed on the West Coast, which is adventurers and people seeking their fortunes and that sort of thing, which there might be a sense of spirit that was a little less weighty than the Puritan sense that most of the original settlers of the east coast of the country brought with them from Europe. But nonetheless, it's something that everybody, I think, needs to take a look at in their, in their life, what spirit means to them in terms of that set of biases or, or tendencies or qualities, whatever their religious self had to do with it. So we talk about spirit then, and the spirit involved in the COVID situation where it's important for people to be able to maintain a sense of spirit. And that doesn't, it may, may for somebody mean a faith in a, in a deity or a faith in God, that, that there's an answer there and that we're going to be saved. Or a spirit, which is another kind of word for attitude, the spirit with which we will engage each day. Will it be positive? We can work together. We can do this thing. Or will it be we're doomed if this is what God wants for us? Or, and if it's not, he'll save us. Yeah. Again, a case of where spirit on the one hand is not separate. It's part of you, part of your, your working and how you greet your experience. When, on the other hand, spirit where your only only answers are going to come from on high and are beyond your control. It's a different sense of spirit altogether. That reminds me of a story that I may have shared with you before. It's an old chestnut, actually, about this guy who found himself uh, dealing with floodwaters. Ah. And water was rising and the water was rising and he called out to God and said, God, I, I have great faith. I know you'll save me. I'm not worried. And the floodwaters came along and 
Pretty soon he's up on his roof. He has to get on his roof to get away from the floodwaters. And this boat comes along and says, okay, come on, get in. And he says, I'm waiting. God is, God is going to take care of me. It's all handled. You can go ahead. And uh, there's somebody else down the river may need you, but I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> and that happened again. And the second boat came along. And same thing happened. And then finally there's this helicopter overhead, and they want to drop down this life vest. And he says, that's okay. God's going to take care of me. <laughs> well, the waters came and flushed him away and he died and he went up to heaven because you know he was basically a good guy right so he went to heaven and he's having yeah. his interview with probably one of the assistant ancillary angels or something uh -huh. and the guy says I don't understand I don't understand I have such great faith and I knew that God would save me why didn't why didn't God save me and the angel looked at him and said look we sent two boats and a helicopter <laughs> I mean, what did it take to get through to you <laughs> that you're saved? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in a way, I, I would say that that kind of speaks to our issue of spirit and what ways that you can look at spirit as being something separate and uh, and then, you know, realize that, that the activities that we, we are engaged in every day, that can also be an expression of spirit. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's only funny because in thinking about your, your your story there, I was reminded of an incident when we had the Jekyll Island Assembly, and it was involved a rather long shuttle ride from the airport in, I guess, Jacksonville to the resort in Georgia. So a group of us at the end of the event were waiting in the main lobby of the hotel for our shuttle to come, and it was Ruth Backlund and I think uh, Carol Borgard at that time, and two or three other Prosperos. We were just kind of sitting around chatting, you know, in the, the, glow, the afterglow of Assembly, and Ruth Backlund was there chatting with us all, and a couple of young boys came walking in. They were both bare-chested, and they had camo pants and combat boots on, and they had haircuts, military-type haircuts, and they were both drunk as could be, and one of them was very vociferous, drunk kid, and he had his short haircut, and he swaggered in, and he looked us all over, and he says, have you people been saved? Like a fire and brimstone preacher. Have you been people been saved? And Ruth Backlund jumped up, got right in front of him and said, why, yes. You know, and Ruth Backlund getting up and jumping right in front of him is going to hold you off a couple of feet just without anything else happening. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't understand that answer. And she said, oh, right. yes, we've been saved. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> and he took about two steps back and just sort of started sobering up straight away. One, one spirited outcry got one back <laughs> of a different kind. And her spirited reply carried the day. Yeah, because the other spirit was seen through a glass darkly, right? That spirit right. was drunk. It's a different kind of spirit. It's an aberration. And I think um, I had a counselee one time who had an alcohol issue. And as we were working through the issues, you know, uh, she, finally she, she suddenly, her eyes got real big and she said, holy cow, I'm looking for spirit. Huh. That, that spirit is what I'm after. And, uh, and, and the, the only way I know how to get there is to... Take that one drink too many at the bar. Ah, she saw through it herself. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So what we're after in terms of, I think, something that somebody can find useful, you know, in listening to these podcasts, in this case about the word spirit, we're after having people look at their sense of spirit and their sense of perhaps religion, because spirit and religion, you can't, you can't, un, you can't not tie them or have them relate to each other in your construct field. But you could examine that relationship and make sure you understand something that keeps it keeps it clear, like the young man who was seen through a glass darkly. It was actually a confused kind of sense of spirit, uh, what they call a chaotic system. And in physics, when a when it, or an incoherent system, and in physics, when you bring an incoherent when you bring a coherent system into the presence of incoherence, 
the coherent system draws the incoherent system into coherence. And uh, it's not quite an aside, there's another version of that with people tuning pianos and how when you get a string tuned to a certain note, another string next to it will vibrate until you tune it to the same note or to a harmonic. And it's just the nature of spirit as understood in its principled version. That it, And that's not separate from life because spirit in its principled version is kind of, it's like the very essence of, of life itself. It's the breath that is moving through everything. And it's animating your body and it's animating your thoughts and it's animating your dog and your cat and your house plants and everything else all at the same time. And the nature, the nature of it is like the nature of essence or beingness, and that it is that it is total and complete and coherent, and of course infinitely present and so always available. And that sense of spirit is a sense of spirit that no matter what the appearance is, it's there, available to lean on, to let the chaos in your thinking be drawn into coherence by pondering that sense of spirit, the life principle or essence or being. Spirit is essential to getting through the crises of life. And it, yeah, and and, and and it is in that sense it is essence, and yeah. it, it is life itself, and so by being life, it's lively, it's alive, uh-huh. and therefore intrinsically healthy, sound, and sane. Yes. So when yes. we get to the spiritual reality of our lives, or that is to say, the only spirit there is, mm-hmm. then we get to see and understand ourselves as. Um, being that life, being that uh, sanity and soundness that is intrinsically there. Yeah, and if you don't have to die and go up to heaven and convince them you belong there to arrive at that. You just have to uncover it because it's here now. Finding or getting that spirit is, a, is a, a, an uncovering, a letting go, a surrendering process to what is so about you right now in the midst of a seeming chaos of the world. The seeming threat to life is actually an indicator of its presence right inside, inside, not even inside, not even outside, but just we live, move, and have our being in that spirit. Yeah, there's a lot to this word, William. <laughs> Maybe we, we can do a spirit part two at some point. Yeah, I think so. It would be a good idea.